What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, I am not going to do the same intro that Claudia. I thought about it and I, I decided against it, but good morning, yes! Claudia. Um, we have the ever fabulous Claudia Oshry, girl with no job. Claude with no job. Mm-hmm. Spritz queen. Pups with no job. Pups with no job. I didn't know. I gotta follow. Oh man, you don't follow Pups with no job? No, rude. The premium content? Tell me about you and your sisters all having the same dog. Well, I had the dog first. I do know that. Well, so we grew up with a King Charles Cavalier. Oh. And so it's like a really special breed for us. And we always wanted to get another one. We were always talking about it. And then when I was an adult, I'm like, I don't have to wait. Like, I can get do one. it myself. So I got Theo like five years ago. Okay. And my whole family became obsessed with he is Theo. So cute. I'm like, so, you see me smile? I'm like, he is so cute. <laughs> He's so cute. And then like Jackie and Margot, like slowly were just like, Having a nephew is not enough. And they yeah. each um, got their own dogs from the same breeder that I got my dog Sweet. from. So they're all like kind of related. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, cute. Okay, yeah. I love, we love. We and love. Do all the dogs get along? They like each other? Yes, it's very copacetic. There's romances, there's oh. rivalries. Uh-huh. It's it's like a torrid love affair between the three of them. I feel like you and your sisters are kind of like my version of the Kardashians. That is like so nice. I, um, for a while I was always trying to like be like super like, cool and like play it like laissez-faire that I was really obsessed with your family and I was like they're the kind of people that would just be like so weirded out if I was like I love you guys but okay like, like we need to talk about this really like I'm like I'm like fidgeting with my notebook I'm like I really love you guys no, individually I, collectively I was talking to Margot Ostray my sister this morning and I was like I like my obsession with Shannon obviously like not only like I literally everything you swipe up I swipe up I bought this necklace from you Stop. I use all the filters that you use Stop. I bought literally a Celine handbag off of you <laughs> and like I'm obsessed with you in like an influencer sense but like also like when I see you out and about with like other influencers I'm like I'm like territorial I'm like Stop. this is like not okay like <laughs> I feel like really like protective over you like she's my friend you guys fuck off oh a dream come true. So we need to just like eradicate the weirdness. Okay, okay, okay. It's not weird anymore. We're obsessed with each other, but I'm still more obsessed with you. So <laughs> I was thinking about this today. Would you answer this question? Because to me, you guys are like so your whole family is just like individually all their own people, but like collectively just a squadron that I really love. And obviously like the fucking world loves the Oshries and follows the Oshries and all of y'all's like family tree tea mm-hmm. and I'm like do you have a favorite sister sometimes like who's your favorite right now no I really don't have a favorite I definitely think growing up the dynamics were really different than they are now and I probably would have said like in my early childhood Margo was my favorite sister because we shared a room and y'all shared a room but y'all are young we're the two youngest I always forget Jackie's older I know everyone thinks I'm older because I'm fatter but I'm not, not no true. it's true no it's just like a thing people Jackie assume Jackie's 12 no I know it's god some, bless her it's I not want, fair I mean I don't look it's not a redhead thing clearly I look 46 so I just like <laughs> I don't that wow that I know that's crazy to me so okay. me and Margo were the youngest so Olivia and Jackie had their own rooms then me and Margo had shared a room so we were really tight like for a while and then like as we started to get older me and Olivia were like super super tight and okay. Jackie and Margo were super tight me and Olivia would watch like hours and hours of SVU together like Cute. we just had similar interests yeah yeah as did Margo and Jackie mm-hmm. and obviously the, the the dynamics are always shifting between the four of us four girls I is know like Four girls. It's man. a lot. Yeah. And then, so you grew up in, I mean, I obviously grew up in like a rural part of like the South. And mm-hmm. so I was thinking about this on the way. I'm like, did they just like grew up in New York? And I have a couple questions too about yeah. camp references. Yeah. I'm a bit confused, but you grew up in what area of town? So I was born here. Me, okay. me Olivia and 
Jackie were born here. Uh-huh. Then when I was born, we moved out to Long Island for a few years. Oh, and that's okay. where Margo was born. We're like P-Vibes. Yeah. And then my parents got divorced okay. and we moved back to the city when I was in the seventh grade. Okay. Do you think Margo's different? You think she's got more like Long Island in her because she was like born there? No. Margo was the youngest when we moved to the city. So she's been living in the city since the fifth grade. Uh, so she's kind of like, I think the most city kid out of all of us. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because you kind of like grew up in it. Because Long half Island is half. Like city. It's very different. Right. It's okay. bucolic. It's more suburban right I was gonna say it's like there's like water key yeah we grew up near the water and not like you know apartment buildings as much you're like living in a house huge adjustment like I remember when I moved in the seventh grade I was like what the fuck like it's it's so different I cannot imagine growing up like and I'm not not assuming your apartment you grew up in was shitty I just can't imagine growing up in in an apartment no like in just in terms of space like we grew up in a house with a backyard a pool swings a trampoline yeah and it was, we played soccer on the weekends and like, it was just so different mm-hmm. than moving into an apartment with my mom and my sisters. Right. And honestly, I feel like we're so close. A lot of people are like shook by how close we are because we like work together, but we also choose to socialize together. Totally. And I think a lot of that has to do with us, like, at, you know, a very, um, special age, you know, prepubescent, those teenage years, totally moving into an apartment together that was smaller and spending so much time with one another. And we didn't hate it at all. Actually, I really loved it. Really? Yeah. Me and my sister were at each other's necks all the time. And we lived in like a small house, but still like a house, backyard, whatever. Mm -hmm. And my mom would be like, go play outside. And I'd be like, if she's outside, I'm not, I'm inside. Right. Like we were just like, "Mm, now we're friends, of course. But I love that dynamic. You guys just have like so much pure, like you can just tell it's not an act. I don't know. Even like, I feel like the Kardashians, sometimes I bet they're like, well, we have to do this for fucking camera. And you guys so truly behind closed doors, off of camera podcast work, whatever, like you can just tell y'all are each other's biggest supporters. Yeah, I I can say like, and I think people who are listening who have sisters, like, no, there's really nothing better. No. And friends are amazing, but it's cool to have friends that like you're related to that you choose to hang out with, yeah. but you also like have to hang out with, That's but you also nice. want to hang out with them. I remember I asked, um, I was talking to Claudia about finding me a husband. I was like, yeah, you're going to find me. I was like, you know, I just feel so drawn to the Jewish community. I have literally no, <laughs> absolutely no Jewish association in my life at all. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just need to find a nice Jewish man. Yeah. You're, immediately she was like, cool, we're going to have to find Margot one first. So yeah. like you're second in the back burner <laughs> and then we will. And I was like, sister. It's on my list. I know you're like kind of wiped up now, but it's on my list. I honestly, yeah. The last episode, so um, we, on the last episode of part two, Barcelona will be out by the time this one comes out. And yeah, I'm going to London tomorrow. I know. So, so Claudia's on my close friends. I know I've talked about that. And I wanted I, to talk about that. I got, I got, no, this kind of fucked me over though, because I had a couple people message me and be like, one was a genuine accident. One of my like dearest friends, Jenica, I don't know why she wasn't on there, but like, she was like, I'm so confused and perplexed by your like reel where you like did a little sneak peek at this guy. Who is this man? And I go, bitch, you haven't asked me one question. You've been seeing everything right. on my close friends. And she was like, I'm not on your close friends. Anyways, bringing up the close friends, which if you guys don't know this on Instagram, there's like a little green circle feature. It's basically like, I use it like I used to use Snapchat. Yes. Like it's like just to my friends, right? And I have this like really sneaky, grotesque habit where I like to film people when they're not looking. Like it's illegal, don't do it. But I will like film, like I filmed him whenever he and I, you know, shacked the night before. And I was like, haha, toothbrush bandit. And um, anyways, I put it on my close friends so that only like 27 people could see it because love y'all, but I'm not going to post that on my... And I I have to say, not to rub it into the people who are listening who don't have access to your close friends, like being on your close friends story is one of the greater joys of my life. (laughs) It's not like you put probably as much content on your close friends story as you put on your public story. It's really like an editorial of your life and your life is so interesting. (laughs) And I, I literally probably post on my close friends like once a week, one post. You have like a solid 24 hour thing going and I love it. I need to post more on my close friends. You inspire like, but my life is not interesting. Like yours is. It is. I used to not, I used to not post this much, but then I started and I, I gotta be honest, you guys listening, I do eventually to talk about and broadcast my close friends on my podcast really mm-hmm. it's like kind of like the delayed version of my close friends green circle it's where I just like bitch about something and if two weeks from now when I do a podcast I w- want to talk about what I put on my close friends I will so you yeah. guys do mostly hear the tea but they get like the photos <laughs> involved with the tea the guy who wouldn't leave your apartment the next morning I Dutch, the, the bedless Dutchman when you're again um, talking about it on the podcast eventually when your moving company was coming like no. that was like I was refreshing your feed 24 7 I mean literally it was the most peculiar thing and I had to let everyone know again if you guys could have seen the photos accompanied with the story it was just me drenched wet like a soaking little city sewer rat and I was just like I'm wet I'm moving things in my apartment and why is this man still here that was so 
weird. It was weird. Everyone but that's New in. York. Like rent is expensive and sometimes you just got to crowd surf for a couple weeks with hot girls. Claudia was the friend aforementioned in the podcast that said, Shannon, I think he might be homeless. I think like that's <laughs> the thing. I remember like the New York Times a couple of years ago wrote an article about this guy who has never like had his own apartment. No. He just like fucks different girls every night, sleeps <laughs> no. in their bed, showers at the gym, and then goes to work. <laughs> and I thought maybe that you had maybe went home with that guy. <laughs> no, what's funny is I was like, no, 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 Claudia, he has <laughs> he has an apartment. He pointed to it and she was like, that is what a homeless person would do. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> that who one. points to their apartment? Oh yeah, I think I can see my apartment. No. Is that one is right. Uh, that sounds like someone who doesn't want you to know that he used you to sleep in your apartment. I know. Honestly, I, he hadn't had a great night's rest. Oh, by the way, um, an icon living spritz. So I'm going to have one. I wasn't able to make the, do you guys hear that? A little ASMR for you. Mm. Um, I wasn't able to make the spritz peach event, but I am personally a peach girly pop. I love, love anything peach flavored lip gloss. I like, um, I don't wear orange or this peach color. It doesn't really go work with, with my you. vibes, but this is going to be the most delicious thing ever. I'm going to try It's right so good. Our new flavor is peach and it literally tastes like Snapple. Holy shit. Right. It's crazy that there's alcohol in this. I know. It's like, it's like dangerous. Wow. I know. Damn, that's really fucking good. I okay, know. Not an ad, but fuck, that's great. I'll make you a coach. Spritz Shannon. Sh oh. Yeah, I'll you. make it a good one. Coach Use Coach Shannon. Shannon. But I did want a little sippy sip of the spritzy spritz. Yeah, get loose. Um, Your husband came out with this. Was it with Jackie's husband as well? Yeah, so it's a kind of a family thing that we all did together. Okay. Ben does run it full time. Um. Jackie and I are a part of the company, but obviously yeah. Ben does a lot of the work. Yeah, and then Margo's like the little model. Margo's our model. Those, Olivia those helps with everything. Like, it's really a fit. Those tits. She's got the best tits in New York. I mean, I have, like, the day will come when I get a breast reduction and a lift. Mm. And I think I'm going to wait till after I have kids to do that. You should. But I will be bringing Margo to the office and <laughs> say, like, copy and paste. Copy, paste. I want those. Literally, my friend Jenica that I just talked about that um, accidentally wasn't my close friend. She just had a breast reduction. That, and I, she was like, it was a pretty painful surgery. I know. And it's something I've wanted to do. I've had big boobs. My whole family, we have huge boobs. Mm. Since I was, like, 14... And I'm just, I'm ready to be normal. Like, I don't want these big jugs. I don't want the issues that come along with it. Yeah, you're bad. Ben, ben will be upset. Like, Ben loves my boobs. But uh, it's it's my problem, not his. It is your problem, not his. And he doesn't have to carry him out on his back. No, he doesn't understand, quite literally, the back-breaking work it is to be a big-chested woman in this country. <laughs> in this country. I, uh... I need to know how you're faring and how really your family's faring with this newfound TikTok celebrity stardom. Thank um, you for bringing it up. Thank you, you are not shadow banned anymore, okay, which is so exciting. You never were. <laughs> my journey on TikTok has been so unique. Like when okay. I first joined, of course, I got like a bunch of followers just like from Instagram. Sure. But I really hit a plateau at like 100,000 followers, like people who were just following me because they watched the toast. Right. And I wasn't you really tell. doing anything worth following. So my content was never really performing well. I was just like having fun. Yeah. But I am obsessed with TikTok. Like, and Same consuming it and wanting to be a part of it yeah so I've tried over the last year to like find my niche on TikTok okay which has been really hard and I actually had a really long conversation with Remy Bader I was asking her for advice she was like you know everyone on TikTok has a thing so if you're just participating in different trends like you're not unique that is a good point that is a really good point because I do I, me, I'm not a self-proclaimed TikToker I'm just obsessed with the platform same but like I only do if I see a trend I'm like oh I could probably do that like right. I don't ever I don't have my own thing on TikTok to make someone follow me so they would just do the same thing as if they were on Instagram with right them. and if you think about good the point. people who are successful on TikTok they have an extreme niche like Remy is her hauls Emily yeah. Mariko is silent cooking like every, <laughs> everyone is well known for one particular niche thing and okay. so I've been trying to like find what I want my content to be for a while. I follow you. What did you decide to do? And I decided long ago, like there's really nothing better or easier than repurposing your own content. Yes. So we do this podcast every day. It's an hour long video. And by the next day, hilarious. by the next day, the podcast from yesterday is like over. So there's really hours and hours of content for me to make vertical videos yeah. and promote the podcast at the same yeah. time. So I started doing that about two weeks ago and I've had so much success. Like, wait, is this, did I see on Instagram? Cause I was on Instagram. I started noticing, the only difference I thought was that you guys had uh, pink text bubbles on it. That's when it started, correct? Yes. Oh my gosh. That is funny because I listened to the toast, but like those clips are, they hit different. No, and they're each like over a million views. <gasps> 
Wow, there's I'm so happy for you guys because they're you. really they're really funny. And I don't you just got <laughs> you just got shit for what not shit. I mean I just read the comments for yeah. a second, but the one where you wouldn't let Jackie sing. Yeah. And it was so funny to me because you're like, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like she's like, no, I'm not joining in now. You're like, great, that's exactly what I wanted. I thought it was hilarious. And you know, Ben used to work for a really long time for Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. And Gary Vaynerchuk's like go-to like motto or phrase is like repurpose your own content yeah okay so it's like we film here every day we spend so much money on the studio and the podcast totally to not repurpose those clips on reels and tiktok is not only a disservice to me like trying to grow my instagram yeah. it's also a disservice to promoting the podcast like totally you know, our podcast is big but like we can always get more people bitch you're on top two top three top five of the category every single day i know because i always check for my Me podcast too. <laughs> I know because I'm trying to be on there and I'm always like the morning toast also morbid I'm confused is morbid a comedy podcast okay I'm so glad you brought that up because like obviously I don't feel I don't feel competitive but I'm always keeping up with the other people they're in always my, the one. like in the top 10 of comedy it's always like Conan mm -hmm. the smart list guys yes. Heather McDonald who we love, love. um and morbid and I'm like that is literally true crime like there's nothing funny about crime well here's the thing I know because whenever I like first started my podcast I was starting to learn all about like different categories and sectors and it, the thing is the true crime podcast world is so saturated mm -hmm. it is very saturated so I was like is this their way to okay again differentiate I, I'm like I love morbid I really I know it's a great podcast I'm just saying and maybe my competitive side's coming out but I'm like did they just like not want to put themselves in the true crime categories because they it would be harder to be number one every day? Maybe what category are you in? One. Comedy. Yeah. So like every time I look, every single time I've looked, it's never not been, except for the one time that I did get number one. <laughs> but you know, it was for like 24 hours. But Morbid, it's always number one. No, I like, know. Are you guys that funny? I don't know. I'm so jealous, yeah. I am too. It's jealousy. It is, I don't want to talk shit because it's for sure an inner <laughs> jealousy yeah. issue. No, but. one thing about me is I'm a deeply jealous person. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like the fact that I kind of own it makes it better. Yeah. You know? Always. But like, I always. scroll Instagram, I see other people doing things. Like, I'm jealous. Do you know that I text my agent all the time? If I, if you're an influencer and I follow you and you're doing a deal that I'm not doing, I will screenshot you, send it to my agent and say, why don't I have this? Well, that's actually <laughs> smart. Will. But that's I actually smart in the sense of like, you know that brands are now spending money on Instagram and like, you want to get in on it. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, they have it. I don't, well, I could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, and I can. And I, sometimes she's like, yeah, they will work with you. A lot of the times she'll be like, yeah, I've tried. They don't, you're not on brand for them and I'm like and that's fine okay so I'm glad to hear that TikTok's blowing up for you guys and I Thank really you. love that I I genuinely was like laughing and I, I listened to the toast but not everyone me included can listen every for an hour every day so those clips like pulling those was iconic no and it was right in front of me the whole time um it, it was right there it was like the <laughs> low-hanging fruit that you never yeah. grabbed that stayed ripe the whole time I was time. overthinking it yeah. you know that is true yeah because it's literally just repurposing what you guys do every fucking day yeah that's crazy okay and then right before the podcast started we were talking about this I don't understand and I am a self-proclaimed toaster strudel girly pop toaster <laughs> but I don't understand and maybe I joined the game too late the the camp references okay the counselor the snitch so I don't wanna, can you guys break it down if I'm gonna be 100% honest it's very much a joke that Jackie started okay and as mo jo most jokes that Jackie starts the origin is a little fuzzy <laughs> but all I know is that like back in the days of snapchat Jackie was obsessed with the filter that made her face look like a child do you remember that one <laughs> yes they and have so she used to send these videos to Margo like taunting her like Margo Margo <laughs> and when she would be like in her baby face she would be the camper and Margo would be the counselor so she'd be like Stupid. counselor like when is visiting day <laughs> like and it just it was this thing that became bigger than what it intended to be yeah and now the name counselor snitch for margo just as a nickname has really stuck that's so funny I, you do stand up and we'll talk about that as well with your iconic show you just did that i was at but I, it's so funny because you are so obviously outwardly funny jackie is fucking hilarious jackie is dangerous because she she's is so funny so funny but in a really smart and creative way <laughs> yes. which is like the really like the top tier brand it of comedy like diabolical sometimes no how funny she is and she like no one is smarter or better with words uh -huh. she's re well read she reads a lot she's a good vocabulary yep she is so smart in a way that'll like fucking cut you yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. hundo percent and so our brands of 100%. comedy are definitely very different <laughs> yes yes okay all right so so that is where it originated but you guys actually went to camp yes and we were just talking about this too this is such she was like you went to camp right I was like oh I did stay away camp I actually have this like pretty fucked up story stay away camp is That's that what, what you called, called it stay away camp we called it sleep away camp oh I think our parents just wanted us to stay away <laughs> for a week 
But I, you know, this is like so, speaking of morbid, use this content. <laughs> I grew up on the lake. Mm -hmm. We had this, um, we have two docks. One's like the dock we use all the time. And then there's other one that's like way far down on our land. and was kind of like this old rickety dock. A lot of teenage angst took mm -hmm. place down there. We just like go and stew. Anyways, that one was further away from like our backyard that we would like sit in. And I was probably seven or eight. My sister, I guess then was like nine or 10 and my little brother was young. And my parents, I don't recall this. I remember a bunch of police officers and stuff, but basically a drunk boat driver, which drunk driving on a boat is the same thing as so drunk driving dumb. in a car. It's yeah. very dangerous. It's even more dangerous because you don't have lines in the street. You don't have yep. stop signs. You don't have any of that shit. It's fucking dangerous. It's dark. Don't do it. Did the, like my, I have a boat back in Nashville and I do not drive it in the dark. Because no. It, it's just, it's stupid. Anyways, that's my um, PSA. PSA. But this really tragic thing happened where this guy was drunk driving his like speedboat ran into our dock which my parents were like having a couple brewskis out back with their friends because it was only like midnight it was uh -huh. a saturday night like a holiday weekend and yeah crashed it and he was decapitated <gasps> and they could not find his body and they had the whole crew come out they had the this is a true story they had like i just remember all these divers and all of this like police cars and then the family came it was oh all so dark and they told my parents based on where the crash happened based on the like waves crashing from the lake and this body's gonna wash up on your shore <gasps> just so you know this is where we will come out every day and look for it but it will wash up here is that why they sent you to camp so they, they sent us to camp ah! so they literally i'll never forget that was the year that we went twice and it was such a treat and my mom was like yeah we couldn't have the kids pee here when a body wash up and, and did the it body did it washed up on our who found it the, like my parents were oh. like, uh, it's here, <laughs> it's arrived, you know, RIP. That's sorry. horrifying. I know. So that was my, um, that was my lucky year for me. Yeah. Not two for, weeks at camp. Not for him. Um, but yeah, so we just went for a week at a time. You guys went for a very long time. The whole summer. The whole summer. And I said to her, I go, what were your parents doing? She's like living their best lives. Yeah. No, now that I think about it, like when I have kids, like their Absolutely. asses are going to camp and I'm traveling, I'm drinking, I'm seeing yeah, you. We're like, going to Italy. Yeah. We're doing um, it. So you, but you, I was like, oh, I'd have been so sad. And she's like, no, we loved it. No, I think like the first summer, the first day you get there, it's just kind of jarring like, yeah. not to be with your parents. But totally. I was lucky enough to go with two older sisters. Totally. It's true. So I went for the first time when I was six, which Ooh. sounds like really young to spend two months away from your house. But with, oh, two, does. with two older sisters okay. and being just like extremely extroverted. Yeah. From the second I set foot, like I never wanted to come home. Like I would cry at the end of every uh. summer, like. Going home was the worst thing ever. Were you putting on like shows for people? Like you've always just been this like funny. I, I've always been like the annoying girl that's like, y'all watch my play. Yeah. Or, like relax. I've definitely always been like loud, annoying, center of attention. Um, <laughs> and I love to sing. I've always loved to sing. Incredible singer too. Really, you are. Thank you. Yeah. But at a young age, Justice like Jackie, I was though. very conscious to not do like theater or do be in plays you were conscious to not do it? Yeah, to not do it. It was like a choice that I made. Why? Well, I actually talk about this a lot in my book. Like, I was raised on... Incredible book, by the way. Thank you. I was raised on movies like Mean Girls. Yeah. Like, really, like, early 2000s, high school, like, hierarchy type of films. You thought you'd be a weirdo. So I was, like, <gasps> so concerned with being popular because that was, like, the content I consumed. Clueless on yeah. the regular that I was like I cannot be like a theater geek oh my god but you love shows no I Show know and, and that's why I'm like so jealous of the kids who are growing up now I think like obviously it's so much cooler the kids who are growing up now like with social media and COVID like I think that they're like deeply unwell <laughs> the children are not well I just saw this on but TikTok. but I do think like a lot of those barriers that we had when we were growing up like they're not a thing anymore like you can be popular and also be in the play don't you think that glee kind of changed that like yes i feel like glee was like it didn't came out when i was in high school and i remember so i actually did theater i did self-proclaimed it was a small school i don't know i i think i was a popular girl <laughs> but i also did theater but there was one point where i was like i don't have the energy or time to do the plays mm -hmm. and like the the drama coach and stuff was like you know, you're, you're not going to come out for this year's play. And I was like, it, it wasn't that I thought it was weird, but I just remember being like, I'd rather go party yeah. and do like other high school stuff than like, uh, what was Rehearse. the one Little Women. I was Ooh. like, okay. <laughs> I think that was the one where I was like, I'm out. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, hairspray, like. Hairspray, oof. Yeah, that would have been iconic. Um, so I like sometimes sit and think about like how much, like I let all those weird invisible rules get to me and I'm like so disappointed with myself yeah that's dark but I mean it's not really your fault no I think I was just like a byproduct of my culture 
Yeah, that, well, I mean, I'm shocked that, well, I don't know. I guess I probably did some pretty fucked up shit as far as, like, not doing things. I wouldn't yeah. be a cheerleader like my life depended on it. Like, had absolutely no um, prerequisites, didn't do gymnastics growing up, was never a dancer, was, but, like, was a popular girl. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying out for cheerleading and being like, I will obviously get it. <laughs> and they were like, all my friends made it who had Aww. been dancing in, in gymnastics their whole life. And I was like, um, I mean, my mom was like, oh, no. And I you was didn't like, make it? No, I was the only one of my friends that didn't make it. And I'll tell you why I didn't make it. I wasn't a good cheerleader. Like, I, I was not, you know, good. Yeah, no, I wanted more than anything to be, like, captain of the cheerleading squad and, like, make out with the quarterback. But I went to a Jewish day school that had neither a football team uh, nor a cheerleading squad. So that was tough for okay. me. <laughs> okay, we're like, okay, so those were not checked off the list. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember being, like, distraught for the same reasons that you had. Because well, we're the same age, right? I'm 27. Oh, oh, my God, I'm older how, than you. How old are you? Gross. Um, 28. I'm turning 28 in like a month. Oh, a month? When's your birthday? July 10th. July 10th? Yeah. Oh my God, cute. Or your cancer. Yeah, it's like the worst one. No, I think it, well, it's crabs. It's like named after a disease. And and your thing is crabs. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I'm not really into horoscopes and I don't want to offend anyone, but I think like they're it's kind of like boo hickey. Um, <laughs> boo hickey, yeah. Like I'm not into it, but I know that I definitely have the worst one. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't get really into it, but then every once in a while someone will like tell me something is because of that and I'm like, oh, it's so true. Uh, yeah, but like they're just so general. But I like, know, I know. I don't I don't know when your birthday is but can i guess sure is it in august nope oh then i don't have no other guesses <laughs> no it's november 20th it's thanksgiving oh it's jackie jackie's also november oh real sixth okay so, oh i will say i do know a thing or two because I, I feel like when i meet people that are scorpios i'm like you are like another scorpio i know so the reason why i asked you if you were born in august is because i have like no clue about horoscopes everyone's like what's your moon rising i'm like excuse oh, me i don't know what that is i have literally <laughs> I no idea what, what that, that means but for some reason, most of the people in my that I've met like later in my life who I feel really drawn to are always born in August, like Leos. Like I can think of like ten people really? who I love and like respect and like really like to hang out with who are all Leos. That's why you guessed that was yes. Oh, stop it. Yeah. No, uh, Sagittarius is what mine is, which I think is it's like it has a half man, half horse, and it's like all it's kind of hard to spell. So yeah, it's hard really to spell. Loved it. But um, yeah, I my birthday was on Thanksgiving, which me also loving to be a center of attention. I like that's tough. Had this like love hate relationship with it because every seven years it falls on Thanksgiving. But around like the four year mark, when it's like three days before Thanksgiving, two days before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. whatever, when it starts creeping that close, I could never have parties like on my actual birthday. I was never at school to get a cupcake on my yeah. birthday. Okay, summer birthday. Oh, summer birthday. Okay, See? so yes. Olivia's July seventh, and I'm July tenth. Okay, July seventh, and Grace's birthday. And Olivia and I like carry a chip on our shoulder about having summer birthdays because we were always away at camp which is fun but like to not be home and not get like the special party at school yes it was really um like kind of traumatizing (laughs) and now like as an adult who like lives in new york having a summer birthday still sucks because like really yeah because during the like no one wants to throw a party during the week like no one can really turn up on a wednesday but in the summer in the city, people flee on the weekends. So if you're uh, going to throw a Saturday night party in the summer, no one's coming. That's so true. So it's like, should I go out to the Hamptons and throw a party? But people aren't always in the Hamptons. They're traveling so elsewhere. True. They're upstate. It still carries like this <laughs> this weight. It's a burden. It is. It's a, it's a burden you have to carry. That and your tits. No, that and my tits. And like when I do like start Heavy. trying to get pregnant, and, like, not that I'm going to be able to control it, but I'm going to try my damnedest That's to, a thing. to not have my kids be born in the summer. Yeah, I get it. I used to tell my friends as an adult now, I'm like, you're so lucky. Like when I look at my friends on their birthdays they're wearing these like teeny tiny little dresses and they look so hot because they have like an august birthday or something actually my best friend leo yeah i i don't know i think that i was always cold and people it's like thanksgiving and everyone's like i can't come but on the flip side like sometimes the birthday falls on thanksgiving day and then like everyone literally sends me messages being like i'm so thankful for you and i'm oh, like oh that's nice that yeah. is nice it's nice i feel like may march april is like the best time to have a birthday yeah, spring. Winter, like the winter's almost over. People mm-hmm. are all home. Like, that's what I think. Can we talk about, uh, talking about my birthdays, the amount of events that happen in New York City. So I, I'm in a, like a little chat that just ask other people, like, are you guys going to this event, that event? Mm-hmm. I am floored, floored every day that there is an event every day. To the Multiple events. In the beginning, I was like, oh, I wasn't invited to that one. And then I realized, oh my fucking gosh, there's literally so many. Like, yeah. what would you do if you were invited to all of them? I wouldn't go to those. 
No. So the thing is, is that, and I feel like since you just moved to New York, it's actually really good for you, like work-wise and socially totally. to go to those events. And I think a lot of this new age of influencers who are coming up on TikTok, yeah. it's really good for them too. Yeah. Um, and like when I first started influencing, like I would go to every event that I was invited to, mm -hmm. like get your picture taken. It's like really good for your business. But I do think you'll reach a point like in your life and in your career that like you don't, like I don't go to any of them. It's just so different. Unless I get paid. And like in Nashville, like, I would consider myself like a big influencer in Nashville and like there are events, but like when I tell you it's like an event every three weeks yeah. on a weekend and everyone's looking forward to it. It's not like, I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yep. but I'm like, no one's going to be there. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, the fuck they are. No, it's exhausting keeping up with like the Why? event circuit. It, that's what it is. It's like a circuit. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And then I'm like trying to remember everyone and then I don't want to be the twat that's like, hi, nice to meet you. And they're like, I was at the last event. I'm Always like, say nice to see you. Yeah, I no do, matter I what. I do just do that because I'm like everyone... You guys are all like cute and posh and kind of look similar. Yeah. Um, so, and then I just have this like bright red hair and I'm like, it's not my fault. You're easy to spot. Yeah. It's not my fault. I'm like a beacon. Yeah. And then I had a couple questions too about Ben because I just like, I want to get to know Ben better. And I don't know if he shares the same sentiment at all whatsoever. He He's kind of aloof, but um, I find myself really wanting to know more and more about Boy With No Job. Firstly, did you, when did he change his, um, so first of all, Ben is so many things and aloof is not one of them. Like he's a big, friendly, like warm oh, bear. Like he's it. not aloof at all. Mm. Um, and I was doing girl Do with no job. Me? No. Okay. And especially if you post your spritz PR package, you'll be in his good graces forever. Spritz forever, baby. Coach <laughs> so when I met Ben, I was doing girl with no job, but it was very much like a side hobby. How old like, were you guys? I was 18. You started girl with no job when you were 18. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't know the evolution of this. I don't think I understand. Yeah. So I'm like a jaded whore. Like, like I've been in this space forever. Oh my God. Yeah. For real. Like, wow. That's yeah. crazy to me because I, I don't know anything I think in life now. So when I was at NYU, um, my first year there, I had an internship in fashion and it was just positively dreadful. And I started a blog called Girl With A Job. That's by the way, so my friend that was in this, Anna Grace, you guys obviously know and love her. She talked about how, because I like kind of like rip a little bit on these girls that have like kitschy little like um, Instagram names. Yeah. And she's like, Shannon, it's because back when you had blogs, yes. you could not be Anna Grace Newell blog. Yeah. You had to be um, cupcakes the, and- The blonde salad. Yes. Pink peonies, like Rachel yes. Parcel, something navy. Like You had to be something like that. And she was like, you don't understand. It was so important. Like mm -hmm. you had to do that. So your started, Girl With No Job started Girl a with blog. a job. Girl with a job started as a blog. And I would just write like, you know, trials and tribulations about being an intern. And it was really just a hobby. It wasn't popular really at all. Um, but when cute. I got fired from my internship just for being like a generally atrocious intern, <laughs> I changed the, it was on Tumblr. It was girl with a job and I changed it to girl with no job. Tumblr. And oh my God. Wait, and you got fired. So you didn't change. Yeah. That's just really for, funny. I had to, I had to have my name like accurately reflect where I was in my you life. You did. And I appreciate it. So it became girl with no job. And Instagram was like really new. And I remember like I joined and the only brands to follow were like Nasty Gal and yes. Man Repeller. Man repellent. And I was like, oh, like, you don't have to be a person on this app. You could also be a company and yeah. like a brand. So I made an account for myself. And then I also took the girl with no job username. This is back in like probably what, 2011? 2012. 12 is when I joined Instagram. 2012. Yeah. I was a senior in high school. It was so early. And I just would like post dumb pictures of like Lindsay Lohan, like celebrity stuff. Like it was like before meme culture was really a thing. Yeah. And my Instagram started to blow up like. And I was trying to use it as like a promotional tool for my blog, but like people were just not fucking interested in my blog. Right. Well then because Instagram took over and you could just like consume information so much faster and easier on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how it took over. For a while I was like, yeah, go to my blog. Nobody cared. And eventually the blog just totally fizzled yeah. out and I focused more on Instagram. Okay. And that's how I became me. And when I knew you, I remember not understanding because I follow a ton of meme accounts. Mm -hmm. Like from the second I had an Instagram, that was what was fun to do on Instagram to follow these like funny accounts. And this was also back when it was called the popular page. Uh -huh. Now it's called the explorer page. Yeah. You guys are all a bunch of pussies. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, not on the popular page. So it's an explorer <laughs> page. But I remember I got put on the popular page one time. Yeah. I was just in college. Like I wasn't. It was such an honor. People screenshotted me like, oh, you're on the popular page. It was, a huge, it was a huge deal. And I was like, stop. And I got like a shit ton of followers yeah. from, it from being on the popular page. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what picture it was or anything. But like people ask me all the time. Of course, I was on a TV show, which got me a lot of followers. Mm -hmm. But like before I went on Very Cavalry, I had like 30,000 followers. And that's not nothing. That that was like back then. People were like, how the fuck do you have 30,000 yeah. followers? And I was like, I don't know. I was on the popular page. Dang. So it was like a, I followed Girl With No Job because it was like a meme page. And then when I found out 
it was a person because like a lot of meme pages like uh i won't even say the names of them but like some of them i'm like is that a person or a company or, or like a, a machine yeah yeah is it a robot I, yeah is it a, is it a team and they're all in their cubicle and mm -hmm. they're all posting like i didn't realize that yours was genuinely like you and so and by the way a lot of people didn't until snapchat blew up and so I joined Snapchat and I feel like that's where my career took a huge turn Tell me because how? I never used to show my face on Girl With No Job. Oh. And then I was like playing around on Snapchat and I used to do the most unhinged <laughs> stories. Like if I watch them back now, like I would die of cringiness. <laughs> but it was just like being funny, being wild, being drunk. Yeah. And it got really, really popular. Like, and I started to be known more for my Snapchat than even my Instagram, even though I had way more followers on Instagram. Really? And then for me, kind of the best thing that ever happened to me Instagram was Instagram stories Same. because it was a combination of what I was making money at, which was Girl With No Job, I was making literally so much money. Yeah. And then like what I actually liked to do, had fun, and then was able to like promote myself yeah. was on Snapchat. So when Instagram stories became a thing, at first I was hesitant, and then I realized Same. like this could literally change my life, and it did. did. So I remember whenever Instagram stories came out, and I was like, Pfft. I remember posting on Snapchat, LOL, LOL, yeah. LOL. Instagram this is, gonna fail. is literally stealing this from Snapchat, yeah. LOL, LOL. Now it is literally how my, I make my full ass living. Yeah, no, I used to, I boycotted. Uh -huh. Then I started saving Snapchat and uploading directly to uh -huh. Instagram stories. And then I eventually just transferred to just fully Instagram. We had the exact same evolution of the Instagram stories. I did the same thing. I was, I was like such a shit talker about Me it. Too. And then I was just hesitant. And then I started repurposing from Snapchat mm -hmm. to that. And then I was like, okay. And then the day they got filters, it was fucking it was over, baby. It was over. So I, I don't even have Snapchat. Honestly, if a guy same. tells me they have a Snapchat, I'm like, red flag. I'm like, what are you, 17? What are you doing? Ew, that's sick. Who are you sending pictures to that you want to disappear? Yeah, what are you, 12? Um, but I, I remember like thinking to myself, I think the, the change for me from being this like person no one liked on social media because of the show I was on. Yeah. I mean, everyone was like, I fucking hated you. I hate followed you. I just followed you because I literally wanted to talk shit about you and send your shit to my friends. But then you like, I watch your stories every day and I'm like accidentally really liking you. Yeah. And it, so it was nice for me to like be able to be myself. Say on your story. own yeah. piece. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so you met me when you were 18 and you were starting Girl With No Job. And yes. Then oh, I lost my train of thought. I so did too. I was starting Sorry. Girl With No Job and I was getting like a lot of followers and I was very like hellbent on making this a success. And I would like look through my data and my analytics and it was like 95% of people following me were girls. And I was like, as much as I tried to post like male content, like it just wasn't working. I was like, right. what if I start a separate page? Oh. Um, for like male content, male humor. Oh. So I, I took the username Boy With No Job Love and I was like, brain. Ben, like just start posting stuff and I'm going to hire someone to do it and Ben in his own weird way just like kind of ran with it and he was so good at it and I actually thought like branding wise if we were married like it was just like good optics this is very Christian review I know <laughs> I and so this. I let him do it and he totally ran with it and it was it just became fun did and he show his face yeah okay and I think like there was definitely like we were in the early stages of our relationship like we were definitely falling in love and I was like obsessed with my phone like to oh, the point <laughs> you're gonna say him I'm like I'm no, currently well, at stage I, right now I'm obsessed with him you're like I phone. was I was <laughs> but like I we would like get in bed and like I would literally scroll my phone for hours like looking for new like I, I remember the first famous person who followed me was Joe Jonas <gasps> Joe Jonas yeah that's a big fucking first famous follow and like back in the day you had to manually yep. scroll through your new followers <laughs> to see if anyone cool or verified followed you so I would literally spend hours just scrolling looking for celebrities well there's no way celebrities weren't following you because to me personally back in there you were like a very popular meme page yeah like, and so that's when I was like Ben if you we do this together we could both the scroll world. on our phones <laughs> at night all the time and then you won't think I'm weird yeah scrolling on my phone mm -hmm. okay and so how long did you guys know each other before you got married uh we dated from the time I was 18 we got engaged when I was 21 okay and then we got married when I was 23 Wow. Yeah. But Jackie got married after you. Yes. I was I was the first to get married in my family, and I'm number three out of four. So it was definitely weird. Okay. I remember, um, I don't know at this time if I followed you guys as a whole. Maybe it was just like I knew what the morning toast was. I remember, like, stalking Jackie's wedding like it was a real wedding. Mm -hmm. It was, like, whoa. Not normal. It was, whoa. I yeah. remember maybe, you know, maybe she popped up on my popular page. Because I think the popular page was gone by then. The Explore page. I explored yeah. her wedding yeah. via the Explore page. Yeah. And I was, like... I was locked in. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, like, searching, 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 searching. Yeah. It was wild. It was really, really Yeah. Cool. I remember, like, since I was the first one to get married, I feel like I had to learn all the, like, wedding things the hard way. Uh. And so my wedding was, like, pretty unplugged, <laughs> which I did really like, especially for the ceremony. I hate when, like, you're at a wedding and people, all the pictures, like, everyone in the yes. aisles, phone is in your face. Oh. A picture of the bride hits Instagram before she's able to post it herself. No like, pissed. So I would, n hands down, like, do it again to have an unplugged wedding. My sister did that. But, like, 
for growth, like one of our most listened to podcast episodes ever is the recap of Jackie's wedding. So it's really good for business. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay, I gotta get married. Honestly, your go. episode of The Toast is up there too. <gasps> really? As one of our most listened to. Yeah. You guys? Yeah. What the fuck? It was our most listened to in April <laughs> when you were here. That yeah. makes me really excited. Yeah. Spirit fingers. I want to talk to you about y'all's. Uh, is it, I don't want to call it an obsession. Is it, you guys talk about pop culture. So yeah. obviously the royal family is pop culture. But do you guys just have like a deep rooted like personal um, affiliation with the royal family other than you guys being your own version of that no, kind of? No, Jackie became like really invested in the monarchy and like British like royalty. She would because she's smart and you actually smart. have to be smart to understand it. Yeah, so she okay. watches all these TV shows, obviously like The Crown, but then like Young Victoria, Victoria. She And then she read all these books about royalty in Europe. So she's become like really obsessed with like the history. She's obsessed with historical fiction. Well, here's the thing too about uh, the royal families and all that. It, it's actually government. So right. like you, it's as if you're telling someone like I'm obsessed with the government in, in America. It was like, weird. What? It's so, totally well, weird. you have to be also intelligent to understand it. So, so it's totally Jackie. And then she got me watching The Crown. The Crown was iconic. That's the only iconic. one I've watched. Oh, and then I watched so Victoria. And I definitely am not like as big of a brainiac as she is on the topic. Yeah. But it's just really cool that like this institution, we're watching a TV show that was taking place in the 1600s, but it's like still alive today. Yeah. And then of course, as two girls who are obsessed with pop culture for all like the celebrity, the scandal, Meghan yeah. Markle, like it's, it's kind of like a train wreck. Like you can't look away. You can. And here's the thing too. Did you find yourself when you were watching the crown, I would watch it and I'm not like a history buff myself, but I was so enthralled with it that I'd be watching the crown. I'd pa I would pause it 15 times to just little Google. stuff. I'd be like, I'd be like, was she actually fucking wearing that? Yep. Let me see. And I would like Google it. And then I'd be like, I wonder if the sister really was this like much crazy. Of a rebel. And I'm like, hold on. pause. Oh, and, and then, then like, I was Googling. looking up the sister's magazine photos. Yes. Yeah. 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 After oh every God. episode, you couldn't believe every episode was filled with like another scandal. And you were like, there's no way that happened. You would Google it and see the real picture. Yes. And it looked so much like, like it. Yeah. I mean, I was just shook. I was very that. I know that's like, of course, the guy I'm talking to now is like from, you know, right. London. And so he literally like, I'm like, oh, my God, I watched The Crown. And then they, like the words came out of my mouth. And I was like, it's like so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. But I know you're going to London. Like you have to take a picture in Buckingham in front of Buckingham Palace. That's funny. I actually I was like, we just can just do whatever. Me, I'm like, lock us in a bedroom and we all ever have to come out. Oh, right. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, right. No, but I no time for Buckingham Palace. No time for Buckingham. It's more Palace. like Buckingham Palace. Buckingham Palace. I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to say it before I did, but I do think it came to my brain first. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, no, we, <laughs> the episode was fucking Hand Palace, obviously. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> God, like, what if I meet his parents one day and they're like, yeah, she's Horrified. fucking out. Horrified. <laughs> she's, she's out. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I'm very obsessed with the culture. I just think it's like so popular interesting. Cool and interesting. And so different. I think it's really, really um, so much cooler than America. I agree. And so <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners are like, why are they always talking about the royals? And it's like, how can you not? So they dressed up as. So every year for Halloween, we do an episode on Halloween and we always dress up. And the first year we ever did it, me and Jackie dressed up as each other. Cute. And it was so funny, but like. <laughs> did y'all act like each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did like the whole character as each other. <laughs> And it was really funny. And then the next year, like, we didn't know how we could top it. And we decided, like, we were going to dress up as, like, celebrity pop culture figures every year. And, like, as a bonus, if they're related, like, brothers, sisters, family, that's the theme we're going to try and keep it in. Okay. So the year after that, we did um, Courtney and Kim mm -hmm. and Margot. Margot used to work for us, so she used to be on every episode. Now she comes in for Halloween every year. Uh-huh. Because she kind of, like, grew up and, like, got a real job. Yeah, yeah. So Margot was working, and she was Kris Jenner. A corporate girly pop. Corporate girly pop. The year after that, we were the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Me and Jackie were uh, Nick and Joe. Did you do Joe, obviously? Yeah, obviously. Okay. And Margot was Kevin. <laughs> then the year after that, we did um, Queen Elizabeth because that was the year of Megxit. There was just like so much royal drama. Last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. So I was Prince William, Jackie was Prince Harry, and we were like feuding brothers. <laughs> and Margot was Queen Elizabeth, like keeper of the peace. And then last year, we went through, like, a COVID obsession with High School Musical. Oh, I recall. So me and Jackie were Ryan and Sharpay. I've, I've never seen the movie. You're all my kidding me. All my life. Can I come over to your house and watch it? Yes. By the way, there's three movies. And, like, You Will Die, have like, they age incredibly well. They're, like, literally beautiful. Really? They're amazing musicals. The music is so good. The choreography is, like, stellar. It's got that Disney element. You have Are to you watch all three. Are Is it actually like really good cinema? No, no. We all like as a community, all the toasters, we rewatched it over COVID and it's literally like it holds up. Okay. I just, yeah, I've got to watch it. I've never seen it. I can't believe that. I know. I, um, I didn't grow up with cable, which is a really weird thing to say, hmm. but um, my parents, they're going to like 
they don't listen to the podcast, but because um, I literally talk about like dicks, but um, <laughs> they they would not like if I admitted that we were getting free cable by accident from the cable company because <sighs> the people that lived in our house before like never cut it off and they made sure that they weren't still paying for it. It was just like, it was just still turned on. So I get it, like, you know, cable's expensive, but whatever. Eventually, channels started dropping off. And oh. by channels started dropping off, I mean, I was watching the Rugrats mm. and like Nickelodeon and stuff when channels started dropping off, oh. like all that. And then, so the era of the Disney Channel, you missed. I missed the era of Disney wow. Channel. So I was raised by Disney Channel. Yeah, and I watched it, of course. Like, I had friends. Like, yeah. I wasn't like a hermit. Like, I knew what it was. I watched shows, but like, Hannah Montana never watched it. Like, wow. I didn't have these these TV shows. I would go over to my friend's house and they'd be like, let's jump on the trampoline. And I'd be like, let's watch Hannah Montana. Literally. Because I like wanted to see him. Anyway, so I feel like I missed the boat on a lot of stuff just because eventually, like, the, the channels would just drop, 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 drop. And then we just had like weather and news. And Basic. so my parents were like, perfect. That's all we watched. Yeah. And we were, like striking at our house yeah and um doing walkouts and sit-ins <laughs> and stuff and then one year for Christmas like I don't know like tell me you were poor without telling me you were poor one year our family gift for Christmas was cable we opened this big oh. box and it had a remote at the bottom and we were like confused and she was like we got cable oh that is so sweet but I was 17 I was oh like, yeah <laughs> You Mom were busy, dad, like, with boys. I think when I first started watching TV again was The Secret Life of American Teenager on, like, ABC. That show was fucking weird. Like, that <laughs> weird show was so fucking fuck. problematic. Like, weird as fuck. Literally, like, sometimes on my TikTok, clips from that show will come up. Cringe. Like, just cringe. And, like, like, triggered. You're like, ew. Like, there are kids who were raised on that show, and those kids are not okay. No, and I also was, like, in high school at the time, and I was like, this is not what high school's like. No, it was, it, was like, it was horrible. It was, like, their version of Degrassi. Yes. And I had cable still when Degrassi was on, like, shout out to Drake. I love Degrassi. But I was like, this is not what high school is like. What no. are they doing here? No, that it was, was so, so weird. awful. So weird. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give high school musical a... Yeah, you um, should. And we're at 45 minutes, so I just have a couple more things, guys. Yeah. We have a cutie, cute, 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 exciting, cool announcement that I'm going to oh, say yeah. for the very end. But I want to talk to you about your stand-up because oh. I've actually talked about it in two other episodes. Um, I just briefly mentioned, like, because I, you know, grow in chronological order of my life, and I had attended your show, and it was iconic and legendary and wonderful. But Thank you. But I need you guys to know that, like... Her set was not short, and I I love I'm love 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 comedy. I love stand up. I go to shows with myself, and so these sets that I'm watching people do, they are not as long as yours was. And I've been to like friends of mine who are comedians who have specials. Yours was so. What's it taped by the way? Uh, that show I I did tape for myself, not for like a, oh, a special, but I okay. will be taping a, a future one. Ah, oh, exciting! Yeah. It was so hilarious, start to finish. It had something for everyone, like. Regardless, like there's so many comedians that get like really, really niche and you're like, okay, I, like I, I can't relate. Even shit I couldn't relate to, I thought was fucking hilarious. Thank like you. you guys, if you get a chance to, I guess the tour is over, but. No, the tour is over, asterisk. Asterisk. We could repurpose. You should just repurpose the whole tour over yeah, and over again. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say like right before my show was like when you and I became friends was when you were on the toes. Yeah. And you know, as the artist of the show, I get like a, like maybe a hundred, I think I requested like 150 comp tickets. And so I invited all my friends and family and I was like, Shannon, oh my God, if you're in New York, she you sold to. out Madison Square Garden, by the way. I'm like, you have to come. And you were like, yes, okay, when is it? And I was like, okay, May 5th, tell me how many tickets you need. And she's like, she sent me a screenshot. Uh -huh. She bought front row seats. I'm Obviously. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I literally have these free tickets. Like, take them. No. And she was like, no, I literally support my friends. And I was like, this bitch is you. ride or die. I also like, Okay, so I was like, no, whatever, I'm buying these tickets. Like, I do. Like, I sell hats for a living. Not, okay, no, I don't. What? You sell hats for a living? <laughs> Why did I say that, dude? I lie so much. Me it's too. really crazy. But did you just, sell hats? I have merch. And oh, one of the items that's is That's a hats. unique way of saying. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't sell hats for a living. Um, one of my merch items is a hat. And I every once in a while, I have someone that's like, oh, my God, send me a hat. And I'm like, buy the hat. It's a hat. I will send you a hat and I probably do give everyone that is my close friends. I have like buckets of them that I yeah. give away. I actually would love to give people that are my friends them. I do all the time. There's something that just like rubs me the wrong way. When someone's Agreed. like, send me a hat. I'm like, it's $20. Buy the fucking Agreed. hat. Agreed. Like, don't ask. Agreed. Anyway, so I was happy to buy the ticket, but I just did it really quick because I was also trying to not take too long to not text her back. So I was like buying a ticket, want it to be up close, whatever, bought it, bought it, bought it, put it in my cart, bought it. And then I was like, Oh my God, this is like actually, cause we weren't like super, super close. I was like, oh no, this is like kind of creepy. I would I never got, text you and be like, buy tickets to my show. Like I had tickets for you. No, I, I know, but I also was like, this might be a little creepy because I just realized I bought row A seats four and five. Literally front and center. center. <laughs> front and 
also sent her. Yeah. So uh, Taysha won't see, which was like just so funny because I was, I was like, Taysha, I'm really sorry to put you in this position. But we're going front row. But we're going to go front row. She's like, no, I, she was so, she's like, I love it. We laughed the whole time. It was wonderful. We ate hot dogs. But um, I fucking love Taysha. I remember, uh, who was it? Someone came up to me that you must have gotten tickets too. And they were like, why the fuck did you get these seats? Oh! And I was like, I bought them. I bought them. Yeah, like my comp tickets were like 10 rows back. <laughs> Claudia didn't fucking say like, Shannon and Tasha front, front row. row. Like, no. Honestly, though, if I did have two seats in the front row, I would have given them oh, to you. Oh, well, thank you. Um, okay, so guys, I have some exciting news. I know you guys have been listening. Snap, snap, snaps. So you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while. About, I don't know, six, seven episodes back, I kind of teased that there'd be an announcement, which this is funny. All I said was... Um, I've got an exciting announcement for the podcast coming up. And this is way before I was on the morning toast. This was literally a while back. What are you, probably like seven episodes back. One person was like, I had a dream that this is what happened. And it's the truth. So drum roll, please. I am signing with Toast News Network. Toast News Network. I Guys, am overjoyed, first I'm of all. So excited. I have been doing this podcast for a while and there have been many opportunities are just like thoughts in my mind where I'm like, I should try to sign with someone. I, it's kind of like, you know, my job is Instagram and I put a lot of time, effort, energy, money into this podcast, but it, it, it I tell everyone, I'm like, no, it's my passion project. Like I had this like weird obsessive control over this podcast being like so near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. that I was like, I don't want to sign with anything. And I mean, like, listen, I've had offers. I've had people reach out to me. I've, I've reached out to people before and said like, let's talk and nothing ever made sense and every once in a while like i'll do an ad that like i'm not i would never do an ad for a product i don't like but like listen money's money like i'll do i'll do no, ads if you're not Instagram. monetizing your podcast like there's so much time energy and resources put into it like you have to monetize it and and, and i think people who listen to podcasts are they used understand. to it yeah but i i mean in the sense that like instagram i don't hold so like close i'm just like oh i'll do that ad like, yeah for some reason i was like you the podcasters come on here and they listen to me for an hour like and you open up a lot yeah and i say way more about my life i'm so much more vulnerable and i just like i mean i'm like i'll never be the girl that cries on instagram but i will definitely cry on my podcast so yeah. i i just i've like, cried on the podcast like a hundred times yeah so i just like take it really to heart and so i never wanted to put myself in a position where I was signed onto something with my, like this, this baby of mine, this passion project that didn't make sense. And when you brought up, you know, the toast news work and we talked toast news network, it's a mouthful and it's mouthful. And we talked about it. I was like, nothing made more sense. It was like the easiest. Yes. Like I was, <laughs> I honestly, it was probably poor business. I was like, yes, I'll do. I'll, well, I'll honestly, do I was really surprised that you weren't on a network already. Cause your show is really popular. And Thank honestly, you. I told you this, your episode of our podcast, which we did a whole month of guest episodes. Cause Jackie was out on maternity leave. We had people with way more followers. Your episode performed so well. Like one of oh. you and Paige DeSorbo, really the two top performing episodes. Mm. And I was like, damn, this bitch is powerful. We need oh. her. Thank you. I'm really happy to join the squadron. And I just feel like it's going to be like the evolution of the podcast is only going to get better. Wonderful. Agreed. Uh, all the adjectives that Jackie wouldn't say because she's smarter than me. But like, <laughs> I just genuinely feel like it is the perfect, perfect, perfect network to sign with. And I'm just so excited. And I've been not telling any. And here I have to say this because anytime I posted it on my close friends, I, I think this might have been how a couple people got taken off my close friends and I forgot to re-add them. I didn't want to seem like such a fucking loser because I was geeking out. So I took y'all off my close friends and posted this like really long thing talking about how like I have wanted to sign with the network for so long, but nothing ever made sense. Nothing ever clicked. Nothing was worth the while. I was like, I'd rather just pay for my podcast. I'd rather just lose money on the podcast because I'm gaining sanity from Mm -hmm. it. And um, I was just really sentimental and I posted that. And I have had, anytime I tell someone that I'm signing with you guys, they're like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. They're so excited. They're so like, this is iconic for you and I'm like I know so no everyone- it's honestly I think it's like gonna be amazing for us and wait. for you and wait. you know Jackie and I are like literally obsessed with you I'm obsessed like with you guys too. Jackie does this thing where like she becomes obsessed with someone and I'm like oh no or not someone <laughs> like something like she became obsessed with Downton Abbey she became yes. obsessed with reading she became obsessed with you and I was like I'm so fucking stubborn <laughs> so like I wouldn't watch Downton Abbey for years and then I watch it now I make it my personality trait to love yes. Downton Abbey yes so she was like have you followed Shannon Ford I'm like no I'm I don't really know what that is like I, I'm sorry I'm <laughs> like so stubborn and then like Jackie was like fucking follow her and I followed you and we became friends and now like my per- I call Jackie I'm like did you see what Shannon posted like <laughs> my personality trait is like being obsessed with stop you. it so I like I totally I like took over what Jackie's is. I, I I always do that it's like one of my worst qualities Jackie we love it we love trendsetter um I love you I, I love really you. do adore you I'm so excited for what the future holds for us this was going to be the uh season finale but lucky for me we got to pop this one off a little bit early um I'm going to go to London in two days and 
yeah, I'll keep you guys fucking posted because um, I'm going to London for the same re reason that you guys know I'm going to London. So, Get wow, it, girl. things are just, they're moving. They're moving and grooving. Be keep safe. You. Use protection, Shannon. I'll think about it. Abstinence is key. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>